You know, I'm gonna give you a history lesson. We got some dumbass motherfuckers floating around this country. <laughs> start laughing! And when I do, start fucking. Also, y'all did some nasty ass jokes on my ass, too. Funny jokes and unfunny jokes come out of the same birth. You fucking guys are unbelievable. Evening, everybody. Welcome to Why Are You Laughing, a history of comedy podcast. And today, I am pleased to introduce to you Fez Watley, Fights and Feuds, from the Ron and Fez show. There's no one that has had more beefs in radio history. Even, like, like if you're talking, like, Kirk Minahan that I uh, have observed over the years, he has beefs, but they have meaning behind them. Mm-hmm. Howard Stern had beefs, but they had meaning. Fez, Fez Watley might have the most petty beefs and the greatest multitude in the history of radio. No question. It's, <laughs> it's fascinating to watch. And he's a character. Um, I wanted to do this episode because we've done a ton of Opie and Anthony and Howard Stern stuff. We did one Ron and Fez episode that I thought was very good, and the people that uh, have checked it out seem to enjoy it. So I thought we haven't done Fez in a while, and then we did a bonus episode recently about Fez Wiley versus the Legion of Skanks. We did a whole breakdown of that, <laughs> and uh, at some point during the recording of that episode, I said, we should just do a whole episode of Fez rivalries, because this is just one of a million of them. So, uh, by the way, go check that out on uh, Patreon and uh, YouTube members can check that out right now if you want. I'll tell you more about that in a moment. But uh, yeah, Fez Wally, as we documented in the Ron and Fez episode, um, is a bizarre character, maybe the most bizarre character of any host in radio history. There are a lot of, you know, unique beings that have existed in radio that you could compare to Fez, but they're all sideshows. They're not the host of the show. They don't have their name on the marquee of the program. Correct. <laughs> uh, and that's what's most bizarre about Fez and watching his. Uh, actually, a few of these clips that I uh, pulled today are from a very long YouTube playlist called uh, A Slow Descent into Madness. <laughs> if you want to go check that out into YouTube, which is very aptly named. Uh, I love the late Fez Watley. We lost him a couple years ago. Very sad. And as I say, every time we talk about him, like he did inspire me in some ways. Some of my the mental issues and hangups mirror fezes he's a much more extreme example of uh some of the stuff i was dealing with but um i could see like listening to old clips of him i was always like well i don't want to get to that point if i don't take care of myself you know <laughs> so so that's what fez wally means to me and we'll break down some of his greatest fights and feuds today but uh, first, I do want to tell you, if you want bonus episodes like the one I just mentioned, uh, you can become a Patreon or a YouTube member. Uh, those people also get these episodes a week early. So if you want early access to episodes as well as bonus content, um, then make sure you become a member either on Patreon or YouTube. On Patreon, you get a little more. Uh, like we do Quincy, we do uh, sometimes early releases of Blind Mike Project and whatever whatever stuff we uh, throw on there. So check out the Patreon or if uh, YouTube is easier, look at that. And uh, go to blindmike.net. That's where you get all of our links, including the ones I just mentioned, as well as all the free links, whether it be uh, Apple, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you get podcasts. Uh, please subscribe, comment, share. All that good stuff helps the program. And on YouTube, people have been checking out 
Why are you laughing? They've been going through the archives, which I appreciate. We have a lot of older episodes, including the Ron and Fez one. Um, I, I think I mentioned in the bonus episode that I think the Ron and Fez episode has more views in the last month than it did in the first year that we released it. So, uh, so go back and check the archives because you may have missed some if you're new around here. Um, all right. So one thing we did document in the Ron and Fez episode is the beginning of Fez's mania. And again, if this is the first time you're hearing about Ron and Fez, Fez is the co-host of the show mm-hmm. and was like originally the guy that steered the ship. Like if you go back and listen to the WNW days, a ton of those are on YouTube as well. You hear Fez contributing to the conversation, even sometimes controlling the conversation, bringing the show back from breaks, um, setting things up, kind of going back and forth, teasing some of the side characters, like messing with Billy Staples or Earl Douglas or Al Dukes or all these people. Um, Al Dukes a fan of this program, by the way, shout out. And um, like, that's the type of stuff that Fez would do. So eventually when they went to WJFK, something happened in Fez. He was unhappy there. He started to change a little bit. And then, uh, any Ron and Fez fan from that time kind of points to this moment as uh, that the, the the precipice of that descent into madness that Fez was about to enter. So he was drinking. It was his uh, it was his birthday show. Uh, he tipped a couple back and he starts talking about Mikey D, who was uh, been involved with the Ron and Fez show for a long time. Um, was a friend of Fez's, and I guess was needling him about not having wished him a happy birthday. I guess Fez was going through some stuff and forgot to wish Mikey D a happy birthday. Mikey D never let him forget it. It sounds to me like it was kind of ball busting. Maybe it was more dickish than that. I'm not sure, but this is how Fez reacted to it after a couple of drinks on the air. Ronnie watched out for me throughout this entire month. I can't ask for a best friend, uh, a, a better friend <laughs> that watched out for me and said, you know, I understand this is going on while well, this is going on. And you know what? You take care of what you got to take care of. And Mikey, I swear to you in heaven, <laughs> you never cut me slack once during this month. That, that has probably been the worst month of my life. <laughs> you never cut me slack once. Okay, Fez, why don't we do this? Because a lot of this, I know you've had a lot of stress. <laughs> and this has been the worst month of my life. I know, buddy. And somehow, some through some irony of God, through some <laughs> joke that he finds funny, that the Supreme Green finds funny, my birthday ends up at the end of this month <laughs> that I have had the most brutal time of. I'm supposed to sit here and take, you know, and drink and have a great time mm-hmm. and, you know, act like nothing's happened whatsoever. I know, buddy. Here's I, I have been brutalized through this <laughs> month and you mm-hmm. never, ever got me one out of slack. Not once did you ever say, hey, I'm here for you. It was always, hey, I'm here for me. Okay. Um. 
Ron's just perplexed. <laughs> He's he wasn't now, even digging at him. <laughs> well, it, here's why though. Because in this moment, you're watching a friend have a meltdown for the first time and you're concerned about him. True. You're like, holy shit, what is this? Now, when that becomes the norm for a decade, then eventually you just have to start having some fun with it and fucking with the guy. I think if he's going to be on the radio, that just happens naturally. He wasn't out of the closet yet then, was he? Oh, not even close. (laughs) Not for years. No, I wasn't not obvious. Well... (laughs) And that, that was always the bit is like, uh, I have a girlfriend from uh, <laughs> Niagara Falls, Ontario, Canada. <laughs> like, it was a joke because he was so clearly gay. It was clear to everyone except for Fez. Like, Fez <laughs> thought he was just playing a gay character. Right. Um, and uh, uh, this argument's been made throughout the Ron and Fez show. There might be some truth to that in the sense that Fez is not a sexual guy. He is much closer to asexual than anything remotely gay mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as far as activity goes. Um, he, 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 as far as I know, he died a virgin. Like that was a bit on the show forever. I don't, maybe in, uh, in retirement, he was more active. That happens, you know? Um, but as far as I know, uh, he had not engaged in intercourse throughout the entirety of his life. Um, so that was, that added to his hangups, of course. Uh, but here's what's interesting what I always find interesting about the Ron and Fez show and when I, when I forget when I'm pulling clips, because when I pull clips for uh, Ron and Fez, I'll go through and I'll think, ah, is this clip of a, 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 the, one of the hosts getting teary eyed and screaming at an intern? Is that interesting? Because it happens so often. <laughs> any, any other show, if we were covering, would be like, oh my God, this is captivating. Right. But with Ron and Fez, it's just Tuesday. You know, it just happens. Here we go again. (laughs) But what we just heard was one of the first times. Now, this is, I don't know, six to eight years later um, that Mikey D is in studio is our next clip. Two years. What's that? Two years later. Um, I think it was actually a few. I think it was more than that. Oh, is it? But um, he, Ron would always ask, like, what is your problem with Mikey D? (laughs) <laughs> and Fed, Fez would always have this general answer. There was not a there was not a point where like, oh, this guy betrayed me and I hate him now. It was kind of just this thing where Fez believed he hated this guy. And you see, you know, this festering years later when Mikey D's back in studio. What's your biggest beef for Mikey D? Um, I really don't like how he tries to paint me as a bad guy. You're coming off great today. You seem like Mr. Sweetheart. Yeah. Um, I, I was kidding. I don't care for Mikey. I don't want to hang out with him. And yet he heard Husk was coming in, so he had to immediately try to glom onto that invitation. I agree with that. Uh, I haven't heard glo- the word glom since sixth grade. <laughs> I didn't it's back. know adults said it. I went through the proper channels. I didn't ask anyone. I went through Twitter. He has his papers. He was only following orders. So, <laughs> I had no idea about Husp. I'm not talking about the unmask. I'm talking about the fact that you're in the studio right now. You know it annoys me to, uh, to see you, so I don't know why you want to keep shoving it in my face. I just want to say hello to my friends, Chris, Ron. Hey, man. You? What's up? Hey, man. So what's interesting is like Ron would invite these people in and Fez would get mad at them. He's like, I don't know why you're here right now, but he would never say, Hey Ron, what the fuck? You know, I hate this guy. 
And that's the weird thing about their, you know, father, son, father, son is even wrong. I guess older brother, little brother, because Ron loves Fez. And there's that. The reason I say not father, son is because Fez was never rebellious, was never like, I'll show you dad. (laughs) It was always like, whatever Ron says goes, it was. And that's why a lot of people think maybe Fez was lusting after Ron. Again, I don't think Fez was a sexual sexual guy. I don't believe that's the case. But I do believe that he was in love with Ron in the sense that, like, he wanted his approval. This was the guy that's done the most for him in his life. He really admired him. And Fez didn't know how to show that in an adult male way. He was kind of trapped in this state of childhood that he was in forever. Um, but th- my... F- one of the things I like most, like when you go back and of showing Ron and Fez to new people, like I imagine some people that are checking this out aren't huge Ron and Fez fans. Um, at least not yet. You'll be in a YouTube rabbit hole for the next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. But if it was done in like the YouTube podcasting era, if the show was filmed, there would there could be viral clips weekly from the Ron and Fez show. Oh my god! Yeah, or every week on TikTok, you're like, look at this fifty year old guy having a meltdown <laughs> or if they did one of those 20 times speeds videos and it was just on fez the whole episode and he says three words well that i mean that that's another great one where go look up uh, the fez show where there are clips from entire you know two and a half hour i get like without commercials probably two hour and 15 minute episodes whatever um People would take those episodes and just take every word Fez said, and the videos are 45 seconds long. <laughs> it's the <laughs> it's best. It's crazy. It's the best. The co-hosts. So uh, I think we're getting to some of his Florida friends now, right? Paulo. So Paulo is a guy I've considered doing. I think I will do at some point a bonus episode about him. Uh, because he was he was a character for the Ron and Fez show for a long time, dating all the way back to the Ron and Ron show in Florida. And there have been a few indications in my listening. Like, I don't, I didn't listen when Ron and Ron Bennington and Ron Diaz were in Florida. Uh, So I don't know the history of them really, but there have been a few indications in my listening of Paulo that Fez and Paulo were kind of at the same level and that they were both side characters that were very involved with the Ron and Ron show. And of course, Ron Bennington brought, Fez with him to New York and you know, their lives changed where Paulo stayed in Florida and his wife died. And there was always like, people always said they killed his wife. There's always a lot of mystery there. <laughs> um, like he, he seemed to have a lot of financial troubles and there was this kind of running bit on the show that Fez was always happier when Paulo was around. And they would fly Paulo up and have him stay with Fez for a week. And they would go out like Paulo would kind of bring Fez out of his shell. For some reason, Fez decided he didn't like this. That again, With all these beefs, they're somewhat unclear. Like you don't quite know the origin of a lot of them or maybe any of them now that I'm thinking about it. But um, with Paulo, they were friends until Fez decided they weren't. And then it eventually erupted into this. So there was a thing where like Ron was trying to facilitate Paul moving in with Fez or possibly Fez buying Paulo's house from him 
to help him out financially so Fez would have a place to stay in Florida. It's a little convoluted and confusing, but uh, I think you'll just enjoy where we pick up in the argument. You know, you don't want those experiences that Paulo's willing to give you, Fess. I don't want any right. experience of Paulo. But that opens. No, up you don't want any experience. That's the yeah. problem. No, I, I don't, don't want, want an experience with you, you fucking asshole. Say, <laughs> it's always anger. He's the angriest man, but he's not in Brooklyn. Because you talk shit angry. about me behind my back. That's and you say something fu- fucking totally different when I'm on the fucking phone with you. You fucking That's piece of point. shit. I can't That's wait till you're fucking homeless. I, I root for the day you're homeless, and I hope the car you're living in catches on fire. All right, can I just say something? All right, hold on, Paul. The negotiations have taken a strange turn, you know? <laughs> you're playing hardball right. now. <laughs> And Ron, the notorious carnival barker, was always the best at orchestrating Oh, my these God. Moments. And his responses of just casualty when there is an insane man screaming on the phone. <laughs> uh, it is. That was basically what I felt the purpose of this episode was uh, showing. It's because, like, Ron Fez is not a well-known... I'm trying to think of how to describe it. It's certainly a well-known radio show, but like if you ask the average person who Howard Stern is, obviously they're going to know. Less would know Opie and Anthony, but they're still very popular. Ryan Fez doesn't have that name recognition, I don't think. Not Particularly as- without outside of like diehard comedy nerds. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I'm displaying here is that there are viral clips abound <laughs> that could have been happening if this show was just fi- like filmed and during the uh, height of the social media era, or even if they just put clips out on YouTube. And that also, by the way, uh, is just indicative of how bad Sirius XM was as far as a media company. Like the Ren Fed show lasted until 2015. They easily could have been posting videos of this, but they just never did. Uh, next we have BL. So another Florida friend, um, and the reason I wanted to start with these is because it shows you it doesn't matter how long Fez had a relationship with you. <laughs> he would turn on you in a split if, second. If your name was not Ron Bennington <laughs> and he didn't like what you were saying, you were dead to him. Or Anthony Cumia, actually. Cumia and uh, Norton, kind of. Yeah. He was okay with. We'll get to one that may be clearly off the list that we're mentioning. Yeah. But... um. Yeah, you're right. Kumia, he has a soft spot for. We went over that in the Legion of Skanks episode. But pretty much anyone else, um, you were fucked if you crossed Fez. And that was like forever. Um, you were you were pretty much dead to him. Fez wouldn't be confrontational off the air or anything. But he would hold this resentment and hostility. And a name I didn't include on this list is his uh, feud with Sam Roberts. Yeah. He hated Sam towards the end of Opie and Anthony. We may have to do and a bonus s- episode on just that. He, he would say things like, well, you can tell Sam he made my list. <laughs> and uh, Ron just goes, the title of that list would be people I refuse to bother. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it doesn't matter if it was a new relationship or one as old as time. So BL was a friend of theirs from Florida. Um, she did stuff with them, like Hooters on the radio. Like I, I like again, seemed like kind of a side character that was in radio and isn't anymore. When this argument is happening, that comes up a couple of times. But BL calls in 
like a lot of people that listen to the Ron and Fez show and said, Fez, you're not contributing to the show. You kind of got to step up here. Okay. The revelation is you need to tell your best friend and family member, Ron, who has stood by you. The truth says if you need a month off, he's not going to fill your spot with anybody. No one will ever be Fez. But by being quiet every day, you're screwing us all over in the audience. That sucks. That sucks that you're screwing us all over because you don't want to talk. You and suck. That's why you're in radio. See, that's love, love. I know I'm not in radio. I pissed off the wrong people. It's okay. I'll paint furniture forever, but I at least work for a living. <laughs> so she calls in as a friend, like she's being critical of him, of course, mm-hmm. but she calls in as a friend and says, like, you're not contributing. This is unfair to what you're doing to, is unfair to Ron, which is interesting because Fez would say things like, what I'm doing is unfair to Ron. He would just blatantly say that on the air. <laughs> but if someone else pointed it out, he would respond in as Paulo said, he's the angriest man. <laughs> like he would, he would fly into a rage if someone called him out on that. And that's where like when uh, people would um, kind of associate me with like the woe is me thing. I never saw it in myself. And then when I would listen to Fez, I would be like, Oh, do I do things like this? Do I lash out when people are just kind of pointing out maybe obvious things, things that are obvious to everyone else about me? So this is what this is. I'll give Fez credit here. This is one example where he at least tried a bit in the sake of humor to um, lash back out at BL when the next day he comes in apparently dressed like her. He's wearing like a Hooters outfit. Mm-hmm. He painted himself orange. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can put that he, on. I can put it on the screen for everybody. He uh, I guess she's missing a finger. She had some sort of accident where she's missing part of her finger. He, he demonstrated that. <laughs> by having a bloody finger. Um, so he's mocking BL the next day and no one is playing along with it. People are very uncomfortable. Here's uh, Scott in Chicago. You're on the Run Fest show. Hey, uh, thanks for having me on. I just wanted to say, from what I heard, it sounded like BL just cared. She's crying. She's in tears. Over she loves Fez. Him not being him. It, I don't understand why he's coming at her like this because... It seems like she just cares about him. I don't. I don't get it. I really don't get it. Maybe you guys can tell me what's going on. BL does care about Fess. Uh, I don't care about Fess, Benny. I don't care about Fess <laughs> because I like to call up and attack him. Even though years ago he helped me on Hooters on the radio, and he used to stand up for me when people said I was the worst thing on the Hooters on the radio show. I he used to stand up for me. So this is the way I'm going to pay him back, Benny, by calling up and attacking him. This may be the nuttiest meltdown ever. <laughs> Seriously. First of all, it's she's referencing things that people listening to this show never would. I mean, some of the bits that he's wrestling, that he's, you know, referencing. Yeah. 20 years plus, Jesus. you know. And that would be something, even if it was like the same show, like Letterman could do that but this is like going on VH1 and bringing up some Letterman infighting from 20 years ago it just doesn't make sense on any level that's what we're doing right now I guess <laughs> he's also he also painted on two black eyes by the way I don't know I don't know what that oh I think it's mascara oh is that what it is? it's supposed to be yeah. he must have been but, crying now here's where I would have a little empathy for Fez it I'm even conflicted in saying that, but there are times where Fez is clearly trying to be funny 
and trying to like bottle his rage and use it for the sake of humor. And this is one of those instances where he's like trying to do a bit mm-hmm. and they no sell the shit out of this. I know. <laughs> like if you listen to the whole thing and that's, that's another thing. Another reason I want to do this episode is, um, Every clip, except for the last one, which we'll tell you about the arduous process for that. <laughs> but every other clip like, is available in much longer form on YouTube. So if these interest you, definitely go check them out. I fall asleep to these videos a lot. Mm-hmm. They're great, uncomfortable listens. But there's a lot of silence, so there's, they're nice to fall asleep to sometimes. Do you have horrific nightmares? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, uh, the gay man was screaming at me <laughs> that or Kennedy getting shot well, but, listen, I but, have, <laughs> but Dwyer offing himself I, I sleep uh, fairly well oddly <laughs> like a rock I fall asleep real soundly to the Dahmer tapes <laughs> <laughs> um, so you hear Fez oh that's what I was saying is like uh, they, they no sell this where when I listened to the last, the Bennington episode after Fez passed away, very sad. Mm. And the quote that I mention all the time when we talk about this is that Ron said, like, I, if I could do it again, I would do it all differently. And what I think that is, is like Ron handled this show for the audience, for the sake of radio. Mm-hmm. And I think when Fez passed away, he was kind of looking back and saying, like, did I do the best thing for my friend? Definitely not. <laughs> Definitely not. But I also don't know that that's Ron's job. It's not. Not in that sense. You know what I mean? Like, they're also, they're business partners also. Right. Right. Like, this is a business. Ron has to do the most entertaining thing. He can't go on the radio every day and be like, guys, you know, listen, bear with us. Fez is going through something mentally. Like, after eight years, you have to make some fucking jokes. Yeah. I mean, like, after his, like, 28th heart attack, maybe reel it in a bit, but. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So. Those are um, fences that, to my knowledge, were never really mended um, with BL and Paulo. Like, Fez might have bottled his rage at times, but never never truly forgave them, at least not on the air. And that's another big thing with Ron, is uh, he would always say, with the Ron and Fez show, if you're asking yourself, what is the payoff, or where is this going? Nowhere. There's never an answer. (laughs) Never. There's never an end result. There's never a moment where you're like, aha, that's what they were doing. (laughs) I see. I get it. <laughs> um, next, we have Vito. Okay, so now we're getting into some of Fez's berating of interns. I think we may have played um, another one of his drunken outbursts at an intern um, when he was, and I, that makes it sound like I'm pounding, painting Fez as an alcoholic. I don't think he had a real issue with alcohol. He just didn't behave well on it when he drank. He just couldn't control it once he started. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was, he was not an alcoholic, but he didn't react well to alcohol when he did drink. Lightweight, Um, lightweight, as they say. Exactly. So um, Fez historically would bully interns. And because the Ron and Fez show would turn into the advice show so often, a lot of people diagnosed this and would say that Fez kind of would get on a power trip where he can't yell at Ron a certain way or even maybe the producers because they're bailing him out a lot. Mm -hmm. He could bully the interns a little bit. So uh, this is a clip of him and Vito. Vito went on to work for Bennington for a while. So um, he he had a good run with this show, but this is his very early days with Ron and Fez. Who's here now? Todd or Fez? Todd is here, full force. How come? Um, just messing up too many things. What are you messing up, buddy? I should, by the way, just so you guys know, Todd is Fez's real name. 
And that became a bit on the show where it's like Fez would basically say like Todd is the guy that freezes up. Fez is the character that he plays that is into the show. But there really was no, he was always, whichever one you want to pick Fez or Todd, he was always that one guy. Mm-hmm. Um, the last few years of the Robin Fez show, there really wasn't a difference as much as he tried to differentiate it. Guess I didn't have Just to pause. <laughs> the Coke logic thing. That didn't help. Now you feel sad. <laughs> yeah. What about? Fuck you, Vito. Get out. Get the I'm fuck not- out of the room. <laughs> what did you do, Vito? Get I'm the not- fuck out of the room. Wait, hold on, Vito. What happened? Come back in. I don't understand what happened. Get the fuck out of the room. Hold on, Vito. Sit down. I need Get to the fuck out. Hold on. <laughs> What happened? Fido, sit down. I need to talk to you, my intern. Now, what happened? What did you do? I laughed when I got nervous. Yeah. So I like <laughs> started laughing a little. What part were you laughing at? Just everything that was happening right now. Because I was getting ner- like, that's what I do when I Perfectly get nervous and I don't know <laughs> yeah. what to do. For yeah. It's like a nervous tick. I wasn't laughing at you. I'm just, that's. Get out. <laughs> As you can't throw the kid out. <laughs> I just love Ron at the end. You can't throw the kid out. <laughs> <laughs> what an uncomfortable position where you're two bosses. If you were an in, you're a new intern for the Ron and Fez show, and both guys are literally like not as a bit. One is screaming, get out. And the other one is going, sit back down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm listening to the psychotic one at that moment. <laughs> but here, but Ron kind of runs that show. No, I know. So you don't want to be like. That that's the you're, and that's the perfect dynamic where Fez has lost his mind and your instinct is to listen to that guy, but then you're like Ron kind of runs the show here, right? Who should I be listening to? But it was as simple as Fez. I'm sorry, uh, intern Vito snickered <laughs> because Fez is having a mental breakdown on the air, yeah. and to anyone that's new to the show, that would be a unique experience. Yeah. So you get uncomfortable and you're like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> a, gr- a grown man is weeping again. <laughs> and like, you know, I, I've, uh, I've, I've cried on the air myself. It's not like, it's certainly something people should mock to you. It seems very personal, but I think when you pull yourself out of it, you understand like, oh, people are going to make fun of this. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Fez ever quite understood that. And that's where he wrestled with a lot of this stuff is like, he would get furious if he felt like he was being laughed at because he was losing his power on the show. People didn't respect him anymore because he wasn't um, contributing to the show at all. So when he would see an intern disrespecting him like that, he felt like this is how I get my power back by screaming at this kid when that in a weird way kind of makes them respect him less because it seems like he's not in control. Yeah. He's losing. He's trying to prove he's doing a power trip and it's obvious. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah, it's obvious to everyone, even the interns. Uh, next, we have Mark Zito. So Zito was another intern. I think I included this in the first episode, but I wanted to play it again just to show you kind of the beauty of Ron and Fez's relationship. Like I, I, I really, I may play this clip and every every time we talk about Ron <laughs> and Fez on one of these, just because I do think it shows while Ron would needle this guy and and fuck with him, and the show certainly wasn't the best thing for Fez's mental health. Ron did at the end of the day care about him. So this is Mark Zito, who was an intern for the show for uh, a good amount of time. Um, 
kind of getting tough with Fez and fucking with him. And they, they went back and forth a decent amount. And it seemed like maybe Zito had enough. And then this happens. These are, I'm a weak target. You, that's not. That's how you look at it. Yes. You can't look at yourself no, like is. that. You're I, not. I'm having a fucking bad day, so he thinks he's going to fucking take advantage of it. Because you're tell, telling us fact. That's not the way to keep a fucking little skinny bully like this from picking on you. What <laughs> am I? Am I supposed to go snap his neck? Well, that's not going to happen. Why are you asking questions? <laughs> Why are you asking questions? And what are you saying, strong boy? I'm saying if you, you think you can beat me up? No, I don't. But if you Bring wanna, it up. If, if I'm you right wanna, here. If you want to fucking make a move on me, I swear to Christ that's not going right to go down. I'm right fucking here, asshole. Can I just tell you, both of you move back. And Zito, in the fucking hospital, you could be saying, thank God Bennington's in jail for what he did to me. Because if he gets out, he'll fucking do it again. Never in your <laughs> fucking wildest dreams... Act like you're ever going to get fucking physical with that guy or fucking ask him to bring it on. And you fucking look down. You take those. Don't eyeball me, motherfucker. I'll fucking end this shit here. Don't ever fucking play that game. I'm not going to talk to you like Shut that. Shut the fuck up. You're get out of this fucking studio. You can talk get to any fuck way that I fucking want to talk to you. It's my show. The fuck that. Uh-oh. It's my fucking show. Well. Well, that's debatable, but you <laughs> for a time you, you would he, like you hear Ron there where it even kind of starts like he's joking where he's doing the Pesci line or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you think like, oh, maybe he's just fucking with you. And then you get it's real like dad energy. It's like, oh, fuck, this guy's serious. And that 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 version of Ron rarely comes out. Yeah, Philly, Philly Ron doesn't uh, doesn't come out too often. He's not he's not an angry guy the way uh, Fez is. So that's pretty rare. But the reason I like that clip is like, hey, if you fuck with Fez to a certain point, mm-hmm. he's going to defend his guy, you know? Yeah. Um, and that's the, that, that is the beauty of their friendship is like, unlike so many radio duos, at the end of the day, these two guys were friends and loved each other. It's kind of the opposite of every radio duo where yeah. you're listening to the show and you wouldn't know there was a problem with, you know, Mike and the Mad Dog or whoever. Just- but behind the scenes, they can't stand each other. On the air, Ron is has had it up to here with Fez. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's fed up with him, but off the air, he loves this guy, and he's you know he's he's family more than a, a coworker. We've we've brought up the uh, episode of Bennington after Ron, I mean uh, Fez passed away. Just yeah. listen to his daughter talk about him. Yeah, yeah, that's a great point. Where they start the episode, Ron and his daughter are just like weeping; they're in tears because they lost this guy who was such a big part of their lives. So it is, it is a truly like loving relationship in in a way the opposite of every other um, radio partnership, right? Or, or in entertainment in general, partnerships like that usually don't end well. But these two guys remain friends. Uh, next, we have a big one, which was uh, Jason Nash. Jason Nash, so this is a three-parter, and this is a great one if you want to go. Uh, I, I would dive in. This is one of my favorite ones just because mm-hmm. of the trilogy. Mm-hmm. I think it's in. Uh, it's on YouTube both in three separate parts, and someone put the uh, the trilogy together. So Jason Nash, who I don't, are you familiar with Jason Nash at all? Only through Vine, and I've never enjoyed him. <laughs> he, was a, he was a big Vine guy. He seems like a guy I wouldn't necessarily be a fan of, but he's great in these interviews because yes. he's a... <laughs> He's clearly a Ron and Fez fan. Yep. Um, and so he comes in, and the first time he's in, he's you can tell he's he's a 
like I would say casual fan, but has certainly done his research on them. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of asking about their relationship. And uh, Ron reveals some things you've never really heard him say in other contexts. And so it's pretty interesting. And it's going well. Fez is answering the questions. And then at a certain point, um, which this is also strange because so many people have diagnosed Fez over the years and he kind of takes it in stride. Uh, you gotta, you, in a way, got to give Fez credit because the guy's sitting there and Fez confronts him. But for whatever reason, Fez decided he's not taking this bullshit from Jason Nash anymore. Him, you've got to step up. I'm sorry, but as a fan, you, thank you. You got to. You, I'm, I'm a fan of the show, and I maybe I'm overstepping my bounds, but you've got to step up. You've got to. It's not fair to him. And I had somebody that I did a podcast with like that. Not not my partner, but the producer, and he would get mad when I would post stuff on Facebook. Like, why are you, why are you filling my feed? Because I'm getting the show out there, you know. And I I feel like that's what Ron's doing. Ron is just. You, you've got to meet him a quarter of the way. I understand how much of an awful person I am. You're not. Oh, no, 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 no. You're not. <laughs> That's I was nice you, enough oh, to God. talk to your publicist and book oh, you in here, no, and then you no, want to no. come in and attack me. I didn't mean me. it like come that. On. Oh shit! I'm so sorry. Come on. I'm so sorry. No, no. Oh, well, that's why. Uh, that's why I reached out to your publicist to make sure you got in here to plug okay. your movie, so you could shit on me oh, while no, you're here. No, no. I just, stop, I just fucked up so royally. Jason Nash so, is married. Oh, available on Amazon Instant Video. I, <laughs> so, so Fez hated Jason Nash and that was, this was a thing where if you listen to Fez enough talk about his mom and his relationship with his mom this was his mom coming out where he's like okay I know I'm the worst person ever I know I know I'm terrible I know I'm a horrible friend to Ron <laughs> and it's like well that's not what anyone was saying <laughs> you can tell you what he wasn't the biggest fan there because he would have known immediately how much he fucked up just judging by Fez's reaction <laughs> it's interesting you say that because the point I was going to make is that I think Jason Nash kind of knew what he was doing oh you think I think so based on the next two appearances as the Next two appearances that he has where he fully embraces the uh, the heel yeah. when he comes in studio. Yeah. I think he knew. I do think he thought, like, as a guest, I have a little more leeway to ask Fez these questions. Like, mm-hmm. he's not going to flip out on me. Because so many people do get into that stuff. Like, there's clips of all people like Ari Shafir would give Fez advice on how to better his life. It's basically whoever he respects in the business. <laughs> Yeah, and I maybe just didn't have respect for Jason Nash and was like, fuck this guy or whatever. Um, but I think Jason kind of knew what he was doing because the next couple times in, he's definitely needling Fez and fully embraces that he and Fez are going to be enemies. So um, in part two, they get much more into it, and this is how it starts. Good to see you, Ron. Very chilly in here. Oh, and yeah. I don't mean the temperature. Oh, you mean... Mr. Watley. I said yeah. I said hello. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. And then I said it again. Hi, Fez. And then it was a hey. Well, you know, if you remember the last time that you were in here, <laughs> yeah. you tried to help a little bit. Uh, and Fez took it the wrong way. Yeah. And I've been 
I've been feeling bad about it since. It does make you feel bad. Yeah, it does. Because, you know, you get stuff on Twitter like Screwfez and, you know, sometimes you'll get a thing on Twitter like you were awesome on the show and you're like, and then you star it right away and then then the last, you didn't read the last part which is like punch Fez in the face. Right. And then you got to unstar it. Yeah. Unretweet it. See, that's the stuff that... And I don't, yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to wish him harm. I like Fez. Right. So that's why you're bringing up bad tweets about me. (laughs) That's why you're jumping right into it now. What he's saying is, he. Likes- I'm not glad to see you. That's why I didn't want to say hello to you. <laughs> so right away, Fez is not forgiving this man. But you do kind of hear where my theory comes from. Yes. I'm like, I think Jason knows what he's doing. Yes. <laughs> um. So th- this one, this one gets pretty heated, and Fez basically keeps telling him to go fuck himself the entire time, and uh, they get into it back and forth. In part three, Jason comes in. Uh, they surprise Fez with this. They don't tell him who it's a, it's a mystery guess. And Fez has to guess who it is. And then it's revealed that it's Jason Nash and you see his face. Jay, like he, he's now upset about it. And, uh, but Jason comes in with an olive branch and says, I have a part for you in the new movie I'm making. And I believe this was genuine because like based on his, I've never seen Jason Nash's work. But like one of the movies he was in promoting, it was a bunch of people like TJ Miller and Rob Corddry and busy Phil. Like he would get people like that in his movies before they were kind of like real big, I guess. Um, And so like Fez would kind of fit into that category where it's like a weird name, you know, like now Ron and Fez's audience will go download his movie or whatever. Um, So I think it was genuine, but he wanted to do a scene with Fez and Fez was reluctant and then they finally kind of bully him into it. And he gives a half-assed effort. And then when they have Fez actually like act out the scene with him, you can tell like Fez could have been an actor. And I think the Ron and Fez show is such an example of that because there are so many moments like I didn't include the steak gate in this one because I think we covered it in the first episode. Mm-hmm. But that's a moment that like Ron revealed in the Fez uh, eulogy episode that that was a bit. Like steak gate was a bit, but as uh, Chris Stanley said in there, he's like, at at some point it became real, and that's because Fez would devolve so much into his character. Like Fez might be the greatest character actor of all time, yeah. dwarfs Daniel Day Lewis. <laughs> yeah. He got into this role so much that it became his life <laughs> of this angry man that would just go with a bit when he had to. Um, so, you know, they do the scene on the air and then, uh, but Fez, Fez isn't having Jason's bullshit anymore. There. Tell me a little about yourself. Why are you doing this bullshit? I'm just joking. This is a joke. Kind of, I'm trying to listen to This is the kind of stuff they do in Hollywood where Jason's from. Yeah. <laughs> then I'm glad I'm in New York. I always, pause one no, second. I, I always like when Ron talks to Fez like Nana Watley. Yeah. <laughs> Jason's in from Hollywood, Fez. <laughs> Remember Jason? <laughs> Then I'm glad I'm in New York. Now, can I tell you something? I've told you for years you should go for off-Broadway plays. I've told you for years you ought to take a trip out to L.A. Oh, yeah. Come stay with talk me. Talk to some people. Come stay. I think you're a hell of an actor, Fez. I really do. I, I mean, yeah. And you have the show here to promote, and there's, and I, there's no question. You, you, I know that's what you see in it. 
like he's picking people that have six and seven million blind. I'm trying to give you, know. you new life. I'm trying to mix you in with people in their twenties. The youngsters. The youngsters. Yeah. Who who are fans of you? Who would love to work with you? Who would love to show up one day if you had the right attitude? Because I'll tell you something: if you don't change this attitude, I don't work with people who are fucking negative. Oh, good. Then we're I, done. I don't. I don't like ne- the negativity. Look, then don't keep showing up in this fucking Get studio. Oh, where you're not welcome. Do you do this to? Ed? No, Jason, I don't. Go ahead. When he gets to the set, you're going to meet a total professional. All right. Okay. This <laughs> <laughs> is not having it. And to answer Jason, the question Jason was about to ask: Do you do this to everyone? Pretty much, <laughs> as, as we're showing here. I do think Jason Nash was a rare instance where he would do it with a guest. Um, there is an argument with, like, Fez and Gino Bisconti that I found, but that was more of a genuine argument where, like, Gino was insisting on saying the uh, the gay F slur, and that's a big no-no with Fez. And so that was more of, like, a genuine argument they were having or debate or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. So surprised that Gino Bisconti took that stance. Huh? I can't believe it. Um, <laughs> it's it's wild, but um, it's it's rare that that would happen with a guest. Jason Nash is one example. The Legion of Skanks are another. So it was certainly not um, unheard of. But um, next we have a Shelby clip fight. Okay, so Shelby was a producer. Like at the end of the Ron and Fez era, he was kind of a staple on the show. Um, he and Pepper Hicks like kind of took a lot of the responsibility of producing Shelby had sort of a big role there the last couple of years of Ron and Fez and Fez hated Shelby, but this was a unique fight that they had where Shelby was kind of matching Fez's energy where they had this bizarre argument and would never like Fez. It's a, it's an instance where Fez actually wasn't confronting uh, uh, his enemy, but it's also an example of Fez talking on the air, like where Fez talks in these sentences in a manner that no one else speaks, where there's all this dead air in between. Look, you're you're not that far from Chicago when you're there. You like, can't you say Laverne and Shirley reruns. That's before his time. That's why I threw out reruns, because they're on all the time. No, she had that. What she had that L that she put on her clothes, or is that somebody else? No, that was Laverne. Score one for Shelbster. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Getting L's right. Your whole life is L's. Not many W's, but a lot of L's. Yeah, L living it up. The new NBA commissioner was saying that. (laughs) So there's this weird, and this is, that's a microcosm of Fez on air where he would talk in this way that no one else speaks. And it's, it's indicative of the blueberry incident. That's what made the blueberry incident. So funny Mm -hmm. where Fez is talking and then would keep stopping himself, but then continue the same thought. The blueberry is a fruit that doesn't stand on its own. Long pause. <laughs> it has to have something with it, like the kiwi. <laughs> and it's like these thoughts that should be a sentence, but he breaks them up because he's just like nervous and thinking of what to say. So I think we have one more clip from this. This clip fight lasts um, for a decent chunk of the this segment. 
That's disgusting. <laughs> two Haitian guys selling oh, CDs. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! How do you? So it's not DVDs. I said as long as it's not DVDs. <laughs> you don't get the comprehension? Okay. Well, not <laughs> of a video of my niece out there? But the guys are like hollering out, yo, yo, girl, where are you from? Where's that racist thing come from? Deep-seated anger. <laughs> Short, clippy fights with that air in between. It shall be and Fez. It shall be and Fez. <laughs> it, it sounds like they're playing a soundboard of each of them. Right. Like, it doesn't sound like human beings communicating. <laughs> and the, that's the weird thing about that is, like, Shelby was the only other person that could match that energy. <laughs> like, first of all, because they have such cartoonish voices. And Felby is all, Shelby is also, like, kind of nervous and awkward. So they're the only two people that could have that. Other people would just speak in full sentences. It was very weird. But uh, I think there's not. Is there another Shelby incident? Fez snaps on Shelby. Well, this is this is more much like the the bullying thing where Fez hated Shelby, and a lot of the theories were that when people started get to get close to Ron and like rise through the ranks on the show, Fez would get very jealous of them and lash out and try to push them out, and uh, that was the speculation a lot of people had with Shelby. Now, where are you calling from, sir? I hung up on him. Oh Jesus Christ! See, I told I was, you I would not. No, be good at that's this. okay. No, I'll just I'll just ask the next person. I always wait a little time in between calls. <laughs> Casey in Detroit. Shut the fuck up, Shelby. You don't enjoy. Fucking snicker at me again, you he son is. of a bitch. He was snickering. I'm leaving. He was snickering. If he's in here, I'm not. Shelby, get out. Your fucking snickering. He's already gone. God, I hate that fucking kid. <laughs> Who? Shelby. Oh. Who? <laughs> <laughs> Ron and that. I know it frustrated Ron to do that type of radio, like this kind of soap opera every day where it was about Fez's mental issues. Mm. But I do think this is what Ron was best at. Because then, like, you listen to him now, it's him and his daughter, and he, I mean, granted, he is much older, too, but, like, it's not the same, he needs sort of that circus energy. Like, he was a great, as they always said, carnival barker. Uh, and just, like, listen to that, you have a, a mental patient snapping on a guy, and that's what was always interesting about Fez, is, like, he's having a breakdown, saying, I don't know how to do the phones, like, he was struggling with it, he was about to cry. It's a comedy radio show. One of the producers laughs at what's happening, and you hear that, where he snaps on him, is fucking screaming. And again, that level of screaming, for any other show, would be like a viral clip. And for the Ron and Fez show, it was just another day in paradise. <laughs> uh, next, we have Eastside Dave. I mean, Eastside Dave was a big staple on the show, and we probably didn't cover him enough in uh, the history of Ron and Fez episode. Um, and, and he probably deserves a full, maybe a bonus episode or something like that, because he was a very integral part of the Sirius XM days for Ron and Fez. Uh, but this is a fight they would have. And this is very weird because it was like Fez kind of dictating how 
Dave should spend his money. It was like Fez offering to help his kid with daycare, but he wanted to be in control of how his family spent money Fez was giving them. It was a little weird, but let's just pick up the fight and see where it goes. Your fucking bullshit self-serving gesture oh! was all about you and not about my fucking family. Oh, my wife couldn't get a self-serving. How because you could have said off the air. Self-serving. You could have said off the air, but you didn't. You had to boast in front of everyone. I'll tell you what's going to happen is Dave's going to fucking take two G's and put his kids in daycare. It's fucking ridiculous. I Fess. offered it to you. you. I didn't demand you, it. You give it to you gave two G's to Earl, but instead it's your wife's got to get a job on the air. Your wife's got to get. A job. You my kids. Did I did it on the air. Of course you did on the air, because you don't know how to fucking have a real life out off the air. Oh! What the fuck does that mean? Now who's making it about me? Off the air, you're just, you know, you're fucking shaky and nervous and fucking elevator, and I'm crying because <laughs> a goddamn comedian in ONA fucking talked about Zoloft. What fucking sense does that make? Fuck you! You don't know what goes on in my <laughs> head. Dude. What Dude, you worry it. You I'm yesterday pouring my heart out to Ron, talking to him about my goddamn financial situation. I will say this and I'll say it till day I got. Thank fucking Jesus Christ. There's a Ron Bennington on this planet Earth because otherwise this show everything. And I thank Robbie for my fucking career too. Yeah, last week I get yelled at for not being concerned. Today I bring up a concern and I get yelled at for that. And Fez would always make himself into the victim in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what a lot of people would get frustrated with. But this was a rare instance where Fez is on the defensive. Every, every other clip we've, we've played, it's Fez lashing out at someone. This and the next clip we're about to play are guys that are basically doing Fez's job for them. Um, like Eastside Dave while he was there, and then eventually uh, Chris Pepper Hicks Stanley would uh, essentially do what Fez was supposed to be doing. Um, Like a lot of people called it the Ron and Eastside Dave show or the Ron and Pepper Hicks show because they were not only producing the show, but co-hosting because Fez wouldn't speak on the air. Um, So they would get very frustrated with Fez kind of having to do both roles and like all the show prep and kind of carry Fez's weight around. Um, so that would get frustrating for a lot of these guys. And you heard it in Dave's voice there. And I think you're going to hear it with, uh, Chris Stanley as well. I honestly feel fucking, I'm, it's fucking, Fez doesn't do anything in the fucking morning or during the fucking show. I, I have to fucking say it. I fucking have to. I'm sorry, man. You're my fucking boss, but I fucking, this is what I fucking feel. I I'm here at 745 in the fucking morning. We were at fucking 10 o'clock at night along with you. I'm fucking losing it. I get so I get so confused with Ron and Fez clips. If I hear silence, I'm like, just give it a minute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wait 25 <laughs> seconds and they'll continue. Uh, and I don't think I don't think we have the cut of Ron saying it, but at one point during this argument, he like is looking at Fez and is kind of waiting for him to talk, and then he just goes, "I've been in radio for a long time, but I've never seen a co-host sit there while a producer is screaming at him." <laughs> And that's the beauty of the Ron and Fez show is Fez would sit there and say nothing as his underling is like, you don't do any work. <laughs> you don't do your job. And that I've, that would never happen. On, I can't think of another radio show that would happen. Never, ever. Um, but Fez wants to help. Oh, good. I'm glad. I'm glad. So Fez, Fez, 
Uh, and this is again something I had to like reflect on in myself and say I don't want to get to Fezwali's level because he would lash out at these people. He would, he would acknowledge his problems, but only to an extent. Um, I think when he found it convenient and when he could make himself the victim, he would acknowledge the problems that he had. Um, but then when it wasn't convenient anymore, he kind of dismissed those problems and said, what do you mean? I am helping. There's so many times I say, let me help. And I got, I got it. Why would you say, let me help? The show's named after you. <laughs> Because there's there's things that come up and I get told, oh, no, I'll do this. I have to fucking say it because I feel like I have to. Because if you take on anything else, it will create more anxiousness or fucking you'll do you'll choose the wrong thing. Someone someone will get fucking pissed and then you'll shut down. So I'll fucking do it. I'll take I'll fucking make the wrong decision. I'll keep fucking talking. Can we pick a second one? I know I'm way out of fucking line here and I'm fucking probably shooting myself in the fucking foot, but fuck it. I won't ask your advice on anything anymore then. Forget it. I won't ask. You're getting pissed at me. (laughs) Not a pause. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, so that that's what's wild is like these things would happen in Fez. There was never a payoff. There was never Fez understanding his problems. There was never um, like these two would come to an agreement or an understanding. They would never patch things up. They would never acknowledge they hated each other. There were these weird things where these relationships just kind of lingered out there. Um, and Fez would either just hate the person forever or not address it. Like those were kind of the two outcomes on the Ron and Fez show. Um, so I think he's, oh, I, I, I mean, I've, I know I've said it a million times, but he's got to be one of the most fascinating characters in radio history. And I, as I always say, it's like if one of the whack packers co-hosted the show with Howard Stern and they were supposed to be equals and their name, like if high pitch Eric's name was on the show, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um. So, but, but, I should say this before we play our last clip. At times, Fez was in on the bit and he would play up some things that happened. Um, like we should do an episode highlighting things where Fez was kind of in on it and and did understand the bit, which those might be few and far between in the later years of the Ron and Fez show, uh, which are my favorite years, by the way. And that's that's the ultimate pickle that I think Ron was in is like, I don't give a fuck really about like the WNEW days, or the WJFK days. Like sometimes I'll, I'll throw it on to fall asleep to, like I mentioned. Um, but like, if I want to listen to the Ron and Fez show, I find this stuff much more captivating. The Sirius XM era where Fez had had his mental illness. It's a, an interesting radio show, but putting it on display for us was not the best thing for Fez. It might be the best thing for the show, but it wasn't the best thing for the guy. And that's the ultimate, you know, pretzel that Ron was wrapped into because Fez wanted to be part of the show. When Ron tried to end it and say like, Hey, maybe we should move on or maybe you should, Fez would have breakdowns like legitimate mental breakdowns and cry on air. And they would always say, if you think that was bad, what you heard on air off air, you could never fathom if you thought on air was bad. Mm Mm-hmm. 
So that's like, I, I do understand Ron's plight in that situation. Like it must've been very difficult to, to navigate and figure out what he should do. But before Fez retired, uh, I think you guys will enjoy this clip. He did go out with a bang. I thought so Fez announced he was retiring on April 1st, 2015 and did of course, uh, have a breakdown and cry on air. And then the Opster, as Fez is about to explain, um, had a funny reaction to it. Like he played all the classic Opie Anthony drops of, uh, people laughing at Fez basically. Um, now as you guys know, Opie and Anthony had a falling out. We did an episode about it. Go check it out if you haven't. Um, this Fez was ahead of the curve here. Ahead of the curve. What's the expression? Ahead of the curve. Um, Fez said this, like, I think before, may, maybe after, like, Reddit and stuff was saying it, but before it was the narrative, like, before Anthony started going after Opie uh, or any of that stuff. Fez gets this dig in at Opie on his way out the door that uh, I think is great. Like, historically, to look back, it's like, hey, good for you, Fez. You left on a high note. I'll veto that one. Uh, uh, hosing your ass out? Yeah. And the Afro show, I don't know about that one. I listened to Opie today mm-hmm. and heard him play my announcement from yesterday. I didn't get a chance to hear that. Uh, I'm glad you didn't. Is Opie buying in or thinking it's a work? Opie thinks it's real. Sherrod mm-hmm. Small thinks it's a complete work. Mm-hmm. I think Jimmy wasn't sure. Um Come on, Jimmy, take a stand. (laughs) But uh, as my tearful announcement was played, of course, one last chance to get a dig in at Fez. So there was a laugh track added to when I was crying. The Homer Simpson (laughs) drop, be more funny. Mm -hmm. You know, all of that happened today. So that didn't make me feel great. Well, at least you got to experience it one more time. Yeah, (laughs) it's just that, you know, I I understand where it comes from. Opie doesn't know what it feels like to be sad about not working with a partner anymore. <laughs> so I see what where did that you comes write a line from. this morning and go that long before you delivered it. <laughs> it's I I understand. I'm a human. I have feelings. My partnership is breaking up. I'm not popping champagne. I'm go- There's a bond that people form. Opie, I'm going to try to explain this to you. There's a together and it's not easy when it's done. <laughs> I think this was kind of maybe my memory is off, but I think this was kind of before people really acknowledged that like Opie and Anthony truly hated each other. Yeah. It's certainly before Anthony started attacking Opie on Twitter and all that stuff. Yeah, definitely. So for Fez, like that's pretty ballsy of Fez on his way out the door to go, uh, I'm sorry, I'm not popping champagne because my partner was fired. He might have talked to Anthony off air, maybe. Maybe, maybe, yeah. Um, I mean, I'm sure those guys, like Ron and Fez definitely knew there were 10. I'm, I'm not saying they didn't know. Mm-hmm. I just mean the general listeners. Those guys, I'm sure, knew they fucking despised each other. That's true, yeah. But. But yeah, good for Fez. He went out on a high note, and I just loved that he did that. I wish he could have been more playful like that throughout his uh, entire career. Also, sorry, the audio is there. There, there was a little fucked up. That's the one clip that I couldn't find anywhere on YouTube. We had to really scrub the depths of the internet to find that before the show. <laughs> we really did. So it was uh, 
That one you can't find, but if you're looking for it, it's from April 2nd, 2015. Um, 50, that episode is somewhere out there online. 52 but. minutes in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We we now know that. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, check all of those out. I like I think this is kind of a good guideline for if you're looking to for for clips like where some of Fez's greatest breakdowns these aren't all of them for sure but they were some of the highlights to me so I hope you guys check these out or if you're a Ron and Fez fan uh like I always say we hope, hope it was a nice walk down memory lane but uh for those of you that aren't too familiar I hope you do check out Fez because there's a lot of content there. It's, it's very funny, very interesting. And like I said, for someone like me, like if you deal with mental issues, uh, depression, anxiety, any of that kind of stuff, I do think it can be like a liberating listen (laughs) in a way because you're listening to this guy who probably has much more extreme problems than you. And it kind of helps you find a, a, a grounding, you know, you slap yourself a little bit and say like, well, don't let me get to that level, you know? Right. Um, so shout out to Fez Watley, RIP, the original big cat. Um, and, uh, I think that's pretty much it. Go to uh, blindmike.net If you want to support this show, subscribe on YouTube, uh, or wherever else you get podcasts, Apple, Spotify, whatever. All those links are at blindmike.net. Um, you can be- become a uh, member. You can become a member on uh, Patreon or YouTube and you get bonus content as well as early access to these episodes that you're listening to right now. So if you want these a week early, then um, make sure you become a member. And uh, we appreciate all of you that have done that. Go to verygoodshow.org. That's where Craig's stuff is. It's a, I think it's a museum of Craig's content. You'll not, you'll not find anything new there, but like they do have historical archives of what Craig once did in podcasting. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, go to verygoodshow.org and support the Craigster. Uh, anything else before we get out of here? That is all. All right, guys, we'll talk to you next time on Why Are You Laughing? Zip it up and zip it out. Yeah.